0: Welcome back to The Daily Digest with me, Tishao Iq, Julia Jacobs and Tina Carmelia. Um, You know, we were talking earlier about, um, in our first story, we were talking about rates of burnout and depression among doctors. But for our second story, we'll be going into the Paralympic Swimming Championship. But Tina, first, um, some update on our Twitter poll. Yes, we were asking, or we are still asking on Twitter
1: um, actually, should sports and politics ever mix? Um, so far, 6% of you said yes, 61% said no, and 33% said depends on the issue. I wonder what issues would make you say swing yes or no. Mm-hmm. You can join the conversation, tweet us at BFM Radio, WhatsApp 18
0: On that note, let's go into
1: our second story now. So last week, the Sarawak State Government made the decision to bar Israel from participating in the 2019 World Paraswimming Championships in Kuching, scheduled to take place from July 29th to August 4th. The state government said it is in line with the federal government's policy based on its views over Israel's poor treatment of Palestinians. And very swiftly, after the International Paralympic Committee revoked Malaysia's hosting rights, the IPC President Andrew Parsons said, When a host country excludes athletes from a particular nation for political reasons, then we have absolutely no alternative but to look for a new championships host – all world championships must be open to all eligible athletes and nations to compete safely and free from discrimination. Yeah, I think that
2: makes perfect sense. But to help us understand the whole saga is sports lawyer Richard Wee. Richard, hi. For context, you know, what is the general process of getting the rights to host a sporting event?
3: Generally, for any sporting events, particularly international sporting events, uh, for the governing authority or the governing body, and in the case of uh, the swimming competition is the Paralympic uh, body, they can choose a particular country to host an event. And usually the selection process uh, is done by way of uh, uh, election or voting. Uh, the, every, every association has their own process. So in this case, our Sarawak state government or Sarawak organizer managed to gain the rights to host the tournament meant to be held in July.
2: So, in the case of the World Para Swimming Championships, Malaysia's hosting rights were stripped after the government stated that, you know, Israel is banned from the event. What is your analysis of the International Paralympic Committee's decision and also, you know, the subsequent reactions from uh, the organising body, you know, from the state itself and also from the federal government?
3: This is a typical sports law uh, situation. It's peculiar to sports, issues pertaining to host rights, etc. Cetera, et cetera. Uh, in this case, actually, I reckon that there should be an agreement and a contract. Uh, Once a country is appointed to host a tournament, uh, usually the host country, the organizer, will execute an agreement with the headquarters body. So in this case, I'm pretty sure there was an agreement between the uh, organizer and uh, the World Paralympics Organization. Flowing from the agreement, there will be certain clauses there, which uh, usually involves uh, immigration rights, easy access in our country, Uh, certain uh, condition precedents. And of course, the clauses involved are usually general in nature and it's uh, peculiar to every single tournament. So different tournaments have different contracts. So in this case, I think there must be some kind of clause which says that uh, the organiser must permit everybody who qualified to take part, irrespective of the country or origin of the athlete. So in this case, Malaysian government, on the other hand, has a policy against Israeli athletes, or should I say Israel. And I think the government has taken the position that they will not permit Israel athletes to come in. Mm. And I think the government of Malaysia is not looking at them as an athlete, but looking at them as a, an Israeli. Flowing mm. from that, I noticed that, of course, there are two sides of the argument. The Paralympic Committee, of course, felt that the non-allowance of the Israeli athletes allowed them, to cancel the, agreement, uh, cancel the tournament in Malaysia and give it to somebody else. Uh, I'm not sure who they're giving it to, but somebody else will be hosting it. Whereas I've read in the local papers that uh, the Sarawak organizer have indicated two reactions. From what I can see, I'm summarizing it. Mm-hmm. One is that, of course, they are following, complying with the government's uh, policy on not allowing an athlete from Israel. But I also noticed that the Sarawak organizer have commented that they are Somewhat disappointed with the Paralympics uh, because apparently 64 countries have already confirmed their attendance. Booking has been made to be in Sarawak. So the contention is that for one athlete, why disrupt the 64? Mm. So that's so far the reaction from the Sarawak organizer. But legally speaking, normally in such an event, Subject to the contract signed between the uh, organizer and the headquarters body, in this case, the Paralympic body, can actually revoke the right if certain clauses are not complied.
2: So this may be a bit too soon to comment on, but you know, what will this affect Malaysia's chance to host future sports events?
3: Well, it's hard to say. Um, most of the time, when there's a bid for a tournament to come to Malaysia, it's the headquarters or the principal body. They will always look at your capacity, your capability. The effectiveness of your organisational ability, etc., uh, etc., cetera, et cetera. issues like this pertaining to immigration and access by athletes is paramount, but normally not the overriding factor. So I, I don't think that immediately Malaysia will be blacklisted. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a very effective sports uh, facilities in Malaysia. Our infrastructure are world class. Uh, If you go to the Bukit Jari Stadium, for example, it's it's really, really good. So I think people from all over the world, they don't mind hosting a tournament in Malaysia. But I I believe next time when somebody else wants to give a tournament to Malaysia, unfortunately this issue will come into their mind. And they probably ask the organiser in Malaysia, will this be an issue? And I suppose that's where the organiser will have to deal with it.
2: So what do you think the consequences are to competing nations and athletes, um, especially since the event, you, you know, is very soon. It's going to happen in a few months' time.
3: Well, I suppose they will continue training. They will have to wait for where the tournament will be held. I recall in 1984 or 85, I stand corrected, uh, Colombia was supposed to host the Football World Cup, but due to a massive earthquake at the last minute, FIFA moved the tournament to Mexico, uh, and Mexico... Somehow pull it off. They they had the facilities to do it, and the players were not affected because they just need to move to Mexico to, to play. But this one was it's a bit different. Uh, we are about five months away, four months away from a tournament. I suppose for the athlete, they just need to wait to know where they will host, uh, where the next tournament will be moved to, uh, and where the host will be. But training will be as normal.
2: You know, in the past, there have actually been occasions when countries or even athletes themselves have made political statements. Could you give us some examples of that?
3: Yes, uh, there's always occasions where um, athletes, uh, you know, athletes are human too, Mm -hmm. and humans have human rights. Um, I recall when uh, the people of Barcelona, particularly the Catalonian, they have asked for an independent state, and uh, many people like Pep Guardiola has wanted to, they wanted to wear certain signage to indicate the support. It's quite common, but that's the rights of the athletes. Of course, in some tournaments and some competition, uh, that may be disallowed. Uh, If you may recall in England, even wearing the poppy flower was an issue, Mm. uh, but eventually it was permitted. So, yeah, it's uh, nothing wrong with the athlete wanting to uh, indicate her feelings or his feelings. But at the end of the day, uh, every tournament has their own internal rules. So the athlete may either have to comply with the rules or face the consequences of not complying if assuming the tournament rules disallow any political statement.
2: So I guess, you know, what, what happens next?
3: Well, if I am in a Paralympic body, I'm just speculating based on, on what we've seen over the years and our experience. I reckon they will now be scouting for another location with a, which are ready-made somewhere which is uh, prepared to take on this uh, in a short notice someone who's prepared to compromise a little bit on uh, marketing and finance, etc., etc. I wouldn't be surprised if they offer the streaming tournament to a country which is already a very, very ready and uh, steady uh, streaming facilities. Perhaps London, we'll never know. But I'm sure they'll do that quickly. The tournament must go on. And I think we will know within the next one, two weeks who will be the new host. It is quite unfortunate that this has happened to us. I think... Of course, the feelings are probably divided. Uh, some religions will think they should or they shouldn't support the Palestinian against the Israeli. But that is a political issue. If you look specifically on sports and sports law, unfortunately, the World Paralympic body has every right subject to the contract that they executed with Sarawak to do this. So, of course, if I have a copy of the contract, maybe I'll be able to give a better comment. But those contracts are usually private and confidential. So I whatever comments I've given so far is based on uh, my general knowledge on, on such an event.
1: That was sports lawyer Richard Wee with his thoughts on Malaysia's decision to ban Israel from the World Paraswimming Championships and the International Paralympic Committee's subsequent action to strip Malaysia of its hosting Rights and um, as uh, Richard alluded to earlier, um, you know this isn't the first time that um, a country on athlete made a political mm-hmm. um, statement, statement, yeah. Yeah, statement position, in yeah. a sporting in the sporting arena, and of course um, this time round we got the shorter end of the bargain, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah,
0: um, I guess. Well, I, well we. I'm pretty sure Malaysia made this announcement knowing full well what the potential consequences would be. As Richard said also, you don't break a contract without without paying the price for it, do you? Yeah, and I
1: think also because um, this hosting gig was made uh, or the agreement for it was made um, before the... the Excuse me. Before the general election, so yeah. then mm-hmm. there was a change. The previous in, government, <laughs> yes. yeah. under the previous administration. Um, yeah. And and now this administration obviously had has a much more stronger opinion about um, Israel. So, <laughs> so you know,
0: this this is what happened. So I mean, the, it, it does uh, like like we put out on our Twitter poll. You know, it makes you question. You know, should athletes or should uh, sporting events be used to put forth political messages or to to make a politi- political stand on on issues yeah you know uh, uh, most
1: recently our cyclist azizu um azizu hasni awang um he he's a cyclist he wore the save gaza gloves while cycling yeah. um in the commonwealth games i think it was um uh, 2014. 2014. Yes. Yeah, and, and I think he faced uh, disciplinary actions for that because uh, you're not supposed yes. to so he make a political statement in an apolitical platform. Um, but, you know, it's it's
2: sp- nothing new, though. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think one of my favourite stories, of course, is back in 1968 when the um, African-American medalist Tommy Smith and John Carlos, they actually did the... Um, Black Power the Black salute? Power Sloot, that's right, you know, and you know, the consequences to them and their careers and Mm. then personally after that was, you know, so much, so much happened to them, but you know the situation that they were living in. This was during the civil rights movement, yeah. so of course this is something that they felt so strongly about, and they had to do it. And not much has
1: changed since, because uh, most recently Colin Kaepernick. Uh, yes, yes, now they yeah. are not not NFL. wanting to stand up for the national national anthem. Every time the NFL was uh, playing, and he's been a free agent since uh, 2016. I think it's not been uh, no clubs wanted him, mm-hmm. yeah? even though touching, he's only yeah. I think he just turned 30. Um, mm. So, he still got, you know, a few years in him, but nobody
0: wanted to pick him. Yeah. Well, but going back to Azizol, I know that he was threatened with expulsion, but he wasn't eventually. Oh, I see. Um, but he did apologize profusely after I I, I read. The, I remember reading the news about that. And sometimes I wonder whether, you know, the attitude is... Just do it first and, you know, get that... Consequences later. <laughs> get the, get the photo photo Yeah, yeah. Get the conversation or whatever it is that you're standing with. Get, make maybe. A, make your statement. Make your statement first, you know. Deal with the
2: consequences, consequences later. <laughs> later. But I, I guess what the question that came to me, and I know this was a decision under our previous administration, but... You know, should we ever put ourselves out there to bid uh, an international event like this if we have such strong diplomatic views, you know, uh, or diplomatic roles for that matter, you know, because there's so much going on all over the world, right? And I think things like the Olympics, for example, is meant to bring everyone together, I mean, in the ideal world, in an ideal world, right? And, you know, everyone puts aside their differences to come and compete and, you know, it's all that symbolism of, you know power and strength and unity together. So, should we even bother if we are going to ban athletes from a certain country?
0: Mm.
2: And also,
1: we, we ban... Based on you know who we feel more strongly yes. about, so yeah, exactly. so we have
0: different. That's the thing we have different standards. Um, you want to talk about humans, right? Human rights abusers, um, you know you can't just pick on one country. in across the board. Hey, have your pick. You know, <laughs> half the countries wouldn't be able to to attend your your games, but you know I did have that idea i thought that um the olympics was meant to be this you know neutral ground for uh unity and all that but I did a bit more reading and it seems to be the platform where a lot of boycotts and and bans <laughs> are happening yeah so it does seem to be in trend um wasn't there something about south africa uh, um they were banned um in 1964 because
1: of the Apartheid. yeah but you know Last year, the last Winter Olympics, South Korea and North Korea marched yes. in the opening ceremony under a single flag. So that's oh, a okay. hope for reunification in some way. So, you know, it's it can be used for positive things like that, but sporting events can also cause a lot more political rifts um, in a, already such a politically divided world.
2: Yeah, I, I just wanted to say that I took a bit of... Um, ad- I didn't like what Said said. Uh, he said that Malaysia prioritizes human rights. Mm-hmm. Well, if that's the case, that's wonderful. But then you also need to... How many other countries would you need to ban under that? There's the, Ameri- there's the US, there's yes. Myanmar, there's so many countries that have, you know, human rights abuses, uh, history of human rights abuse. So why are we picking on Israel? You should ban them all then. <laughs> if you want to go down that track. And also, you know, it's a bit rich to say that, especially when we didn't sign ICERD. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. So.
0: So what's our stand I mean really Across the board What's our stand On on, on upholding human rights Isn't it yeah. I also feel um, Bad for our Paralympians uh, mm. I know this is the swimming mm. uh, You know But I, I feel that it cast a cloud over our athletes when they go into uh, assuming no action will be taken against the malaysian team i hope not but when they do go into the games wherever it will eventually be held i feel that they will be viewed differently and um you know that i'm sure it i hope it doesn't affect their morale yeah yeah. Because uh, our our Paralympians did really well in, in recent in past, years. Yeah, in the
1: Rio Games. I mean, it's only been in recent years that um, Paralympians get to share the limelight with the other able-bodied Able- um, mm. athletes. And it's such a shame that, you know, this time around when Paralympics or Parasports para um, are in the limelight, it's it, it, for such a... I guess overshadowed. Yes,
0: <laughs> it, yes, that's yeah. right. <clears throat> Their the sportsmanship is overshadowed by a political mm-hmm. move. And it, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, You know, any more updates from our Twitter poll? We were asking. Mm. Yeah. So, um, overwhelmingly, sixty-one
1: uh, percent said no. Sports and politics should never mix. Seven uh, percent said yes. Thirty-three percent said it depends on the issue. That's based on uh, about one hundred and thirty-five votes.
0: Alright, well, the World Para Swimming Championships uh, act as a qualifier for the Tokyo 2020 Paralympic Games. Um, so for this upcoming event, alternative host cities must express interest to the IPC by 11th February. And IPC President Andrew Parsons said the body is already working with possible hosts and he's confident the championships will go ahead on roughly the same dates. So that's all we have for our stories today on The Daily Digest. If you missed any part of the show, you can download the podcast on our website our BFM app or on Spotify. Stay tuned, after the 3pm news, Juliet will be speaking to Dr. Henry Chan, Conservation Director of WWF Malaysia, about the Living Planet Report. To take us out, here's Give Peace a Chance by John Lennon. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9,
3: The Business Station.